get me. From Studio A in Arcata, behind the Redwood Curtain, it's time for... Suckatash. Yes, Suckatash, the comedy soundcast, soundcast featuring snippets from comedy... Soundcast. And also interviews with comedians, comedian soundcasters, and other showbiz folk. And now, here's this episode's host from up the coast, the man who puts the X in Xbox and the tie on antisocial, comedy soundcast soundcaster, Tyson Saner. Saner. Insaner. Insaner. Thank you, Bill Haywatt. Salutone, Estes, me, Tyson Saner, welcoming you to Suckatash, the Comedy Soundcast Soundcast, episode 323. Welcome. I'm glad you made it. Last week on episode 322 of Suckatash, show creator and executive producer Mark Hershon, whom I alternate hosting duties with, brought you a quartet of clips for a show that he titled Interesting Behaviors. The clips were from the soundcast known as My Neighbors Are Dead, the Doug Stanhope podcast, Sarah Halstead's drinking during business hours, and Were You Raised by Wolves? They made for an enjoyable episode that I urge you to listen to at your earliest convenience. You can still find that episode in every episode of Suckatash going back to the first episodes from way back in 2011 at www.suckatashshow.com and also on most Soundcast streaming services including, but probably not limited to, Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio, Podbay, and Podchaser. This week's episode contains three clips, one from each of the soundcasts known as On the Rocks, where celebrities and cocktails mix, Gutting the Sacred Cow, and Chatabix. There's probably an advertisement from our longtime 100% fake sponsor Henderson's Pants somewhere for you toward the end of the show, so there's that to look forward to as well. I can't think of anything else to say at the moment, so without further delay, let's get to the clips. First up, On the Rocks, where celebrities and cocktails mix, also known as On the Rocks with Alexander, colon, where celebrities and cocktails mix, from Straw Hut Media. Its show description says, TV and radio personality Alexander Rodriguez sips and chats with your favorite celebrities from TV, film, Broadway, music, reality TV, and pop culture in this weekly entertainment no-holds-barred talk show. Academy Award, Emmy Award, Grammy Award, Tony Award, Golden Globe Award winners, he's drank with them all. It's talk radio with a twist. Presented by Straw Hut Media and Here TV. The episode of Eclipse is from March 10th, 2022, in which Gede Watanabe chats diversity in Hollywood. The episode description says, On this week's On the Rocks, we got deep into the world of acting with Gede Watanabe from Sixteen Candles, Mulan, ER, Sesame Street, and so much more, as we chatted about his Broadway debut in Stephen Sondheim's Pacific Overtures and chatted about patriotism and political uprising as detailed in his latest performance of Assassins. And we talk about minority representation and stereotypes in the media with actor Stephanie Erb and host Alexander Rodriguez. Now, I really liked hearing this interview. I chose a clip from the very beginning of it because I do love a big detailed introduction and 
when an interview has the amount of warmth that this one clearly does. All right, we are going to welcome our guest of honor today. Uh, so exciting. I saw him opening night at East West Players Assassins. Please welcome uh, Getty Watanabe. He made his Broadway debut in the 1975 original Broadway cast of Pacific Overtures, written uh, music and lyrics, of course, by Stephen Sondheim, and directed by Hal Prince. Uh, he's been a working actor for over 45 years and is known for many roles on stage, TV, and film that include memorable roles in 16 Candles, Mulan, ER, Sesame Street, and UHF, with appearances on The Simpsons, Seinfeld, Family Guy, Murphy Brown, and many, many more. And he, I say many, many more. I do mean Tons. it. He is currently returning to his Sondheim roots as Charles Guiteau in East West Players production of Assassins. You can also catch him playing Gary Chen in the comedy The Disappointments on YouTube. Please welcome Getty Watanabe. <laughs> Hello, sir. Hello. Oh, my goodness. I, I was looking at all the old the pictures of the old uh, some of the old movies oh yes <laughs> you know it's funny when you go down this getty watanabe like rabbit hole it's like oh, yes and that and that and that it never ends no and it's it's so <laughs> colorful and it's like you've been like through a wonderland of, of your career the right word colorful <laughs> <laughs> well we're going to talk about this, some of that color i mean your career literally reads like a movie you grew up in utah did theater in school then you end up as a street musician in san francisco then you end up in Broadway for your first role, making your, your your Broadway debut. What inspired that move from Utah to San Francisco to be a street performer? Like, what was happening? Uh, uh, I had to get out of Utah. <laughs> it was the main reason. And, and also, I, I you know, I, I didn't want to do what my, my parents wanted me to do, which was a, 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 be a doctor or a lawyer or something, you know. It just didn't work. And also, I couldn't add. So I, there was just no way. I, I was so bad at math, and it was very anti-Asian. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was really bad at math. <laughs> but you, you did a lot of uh, plays in school, and so but your parents were like, oh, that's fine for school, but not for career? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, my, they thought that this was the worst choice of my life. And so uh, so I pretty much was on my own. But, you know, I, 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 I actually was happy about it because I had to I had to prove to myself that I could you know do it so uh it was in some sense I took a, a lemon into lemonade as they say <laughs> well they're talking about living we're talking about living a colorful life uh, working as a street performer in San Francisco what did you learn most about life I, doing Stephanie, that? I wanted to say hi a shout out to you also so <laughs> to me yes. Yes. Oh, hi to me, yes. you're the only Stephanie here girl I hate to tell you we, Stephanie's we my alter ego like, we've young. never met but I've seen you on Ray Donovan which is one of my favorite films. oh that's oh, awesome thank you um, and I just have a question real quick for you I know we're going to talk yeah <laughs> Did you? Did you? Would you have? Did you ever consummate a relationship with him on the show? As no, a, I'm no. glad you said on the show. By the way, yeah, I know. That, yeah. We that saw was, some of those pictures. Actually, uh, Naomi Watts was at the the rap party, and they looked very much in love at the time. Yes. But um, no, I played someone. I played a crooked politician that was bribing him yeah. to, uh, yeah. yeah. But they never, they never had it go on. I got, I got punched in the face and bitten by a snake, <laughs> and then he picked me up 
a deadlift off the ground. So I was well, like, he's, Liev's he's, doing he's his a big muscle guy. work. Which, um, yeah, which constitutes for love in my in my eyes. <laughs> I agree. I agree. It was no, truly. I my husband had, would have been in big trouble if he had shown any interest at all. But um, he did. He put me in a car and sent me to the hospital, and you never heard from me again. Well, you heard. Oh, you oh, heard right. that she survived, and I was like, oh, could I come back and be a love yeah, yeah, interest? Yeah. Yeah. No, that no, was that wasn't thinking- in the the books. Because there was a little bit of an attraction there, I thought, too. Wasn't oh, there? Oh, I thought so, too. You know, I have yeah. to say, yeah. on set, I think at first when a guest star shows up, people are on their guard. Like, are you going to be a jerk? Are you going to be a fun person <laughs> to work with? And I had seen a production of a Shakespeare play he did in New York, and I said something about oh. it. And I think that made him realize that I'm not just a bimbo or whatever. And then suddenly... <laughs> Doing the scenes, we tried to make it better together. And as you know, on TV, you don't have a lot of time. Mm-hmm, Sometimes right. the directors don't have anything to tell you to do. Yep. You just do your thing and you hit your mark and you pick up your pencil and you put it down and you go where you're supposed yep. to go and you leave. But in this, this was the most fun experience I think I've had on set because we worked on it together to make it better while we were doing it. And and yes. I was in heaven. I didn't want it to end. That was that's that's that's, that's kudos to him, actually. Exactly. Yeah. No, I would love to work with him again. That would be nice. great. It is let's fun. not talk about me. Well, no, but we here. Here. I'm the worst. That I, I'd rather be the interviewer than the. Interviewer. <laughs> that's my job, Getty. That's the only reason I'm here tonight. I, I know. You know, I can't help it. It's, it's curiosity killed the uh, cats. Well, I have to say, <laughs> the, the original script was uh, your character went off to the hospital, and then they followed up saying her insurance didn't cover it, and that's. The last time. Oh, yeah. She... <laughs> Sounds familiar. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like, a, Sounds like a, what happens to SAG people. Our, uh, yeah. like, oh, but pay your dues. Yeah, pay your dues, but yeah. you lose your insurance. Yeah, and during no, COVID. I, I could yeah. Talk, mm-hmm. We could do an insurance episode. Yeah. I don't oh, know if boy. anyone wants yeah, to listen hello. to it, though. If you want to reach out to them, you can go on Twitter. You can find the show at On the Rocks On Air. That is at capital O-N-T-H-E, capital R-O-C-K-S, capital O-N, capital A-I-R. G'day Watanabe is not on social media, which is explained in the episode. Host Alexander Rodriguez is on Instagram under Alexander is on air. That is all lowercase A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R-I-S-O-N-A-I-R. And his co-host Stephanie Erb can be found on Twitter at Erbness. That is capital E-R-B-N-E-S-S. And the show's website is listed as www.ontherocksradioshow.com. That is www.ontherocksradioshow.com. Next up tonight, Gutting the Sacred Cow from Monkey Butt Productions, ACPN. Its show description says, Stand-up comedians Kevin Goatee and Kevin Israel love films, and they love arguing about them. But in this unique podcast, they invite guests to come in and argue why some of the most financially successful, beloved, or acclaimed films are trash. But here's the twist. The film must meet one of these criteria. Wildly beloved, financial success, or critically acclaimed. So, no dunking on Friday the 13th Part 8. We all know that's an egregious piece of shit. We give a platform with those who have unpopular opinions to be bold enough to voice them. Some films that have faced scrutiny, Back to the Future, The Dark Knight, Toy Story, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, The Matrix, and Die Hard. Can the guests persuade us, or do we rip them a new one? Give us a listen, and we'll easily prove that we belong on any top movie podcast list. No one is doing what we're doing, and we're damn good at it. Everyone loves film debate, and who better than two wise asses from New Jersey? 
We throw plenty of fun segments in the mix, our favorite movie quotes, guessing the IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes scores, five fun facts. Our readers have us ask our guests questions they'd like answered in, quote, ask a gutter, unquote. We read critics' five and one-star reviews and our favorite segment, reading Amazon five and one-star reviews. You'll never go down a more fun rabbit hole than hearing crazy people asking for refunds while submitting their personal info for payment. Jeff Bezos isn't reading these comment sections, folks. We also thoroughly enjoy mocking snooty movie critics and their blowhard reviews. We get it. You have an English lit degree. Kevin and Kevin preside over these cases and see if their guests have made them change their minds or their scores. Check out this podcast dedicated to giving the most hilarious, witty, and funniest movie reviews and discussions you'll ever hear. We're going to make you laugh, no doubt about that. We serves you recommendations and commentary on the buzziest movies. Join a rotating cast of guest pop culture aficionados. We leaves room at the table for exploring a range of reactions and opinions on every bit of the pop universe. I'm reading this as written, by the way. From lowbrow to highbrow to the stuff in between, they take it all with a shot of cheer, specifically the auteurs whose early successes afforded them the rare, quote, blank check, unquote, from Hollywood to produce passion projects. Each new miniseries, we delve into the works of the film's most outsized personalities in painstakingly hilarious detail. We started with hostile movie discussions and has evolved into hostile informative movie discussions. We don't always agree, and that's just fine. We talk about movies the same way you talk about movies and pop culture with your friends. Sometimes we'll review movies that are poorly rated on Rotten Tomatoes and try to ascertain whether or not those movies are accurately poorly rated, or maybe they just didn't get a fair shake. Sometimes we'll discuss upcoming movies in the MCU, film reviews, TV reviews, and all your conversation around movie and non-movie related stuff, plus a whole bunch of recommendations to watch in cinemas, on all streaming services, and on physical media. Us Movie Reviews break down a variety of film franchises by dedicating a podcast to every single sequel, reboot, and spinoff in a series. In-depth conversations cover production history, literary sources, gossip, merchandising, and personal opinion with humor and critical insight. No cinematic universe is too obscure or sacred. Sometimes we'll, quote, ruin, unquote, a horror movie. From slashers to home invasions, creature features to the supernatural, they cover it all. Horror fans, scaredy cats, and film buffs are all welcome. Don't just watch a movie, understand it. Don't just hear a song, consider what it has to say. We break down a work of pop culture each week, exploring the big questions to... And then it says continued in parentheses. And unfortunately, there's no time for the clip. No, I'm kidding. All right. So the clip I have chosen is from a show from September 17th, 2022, in which... Uh, noodles from the offspring flushes Christmas vacation down the sewer. It's episode 152. So the episode description says, Merry Christmas, shitters full. Noodles from the offspring couldn't wait to attack the treasured National Lampoon's Christmas vacation. Christmas blasphemy is in full effect as Noodles breaks down why Clark Griswold is a megalomaniac and not that lovable goofball dad that we all love. Joining Kevin Goatee as co-host is longtime friend Terry Loda. Can Noodles take Holiday Road and show everyone that this Chevy Chase film is worse than receiving having your redneck cousin con you into letting his family crash at your house? Huh? It's now time, Terry Loda, to let our buddy Noodles from The Offspring tear into this holy film, for Christ's sakes. Terry Loda, let's have Noodles gut the uh, sacred, sacred cow. cow. Oh, wait, was I supposed to join in? You could if you want to. If you want to do it again, we can, but, you know, it's 
It's cool. That's all right. <laughs> Your turn, sir. Go ahead. Let her rip. All right. Well, let's let's like start from the beginning. The uh, the, the uh, arguably the worst Christmas song ever, and uh, featuring the great Mavis Staples, right? And it's a song called Christmas Vacation, and it's just awful. You never. You, that's one of the Christmas songs you never heard played on the radio ever because it's it's that bad. And and with this like cartoon Santa, there's just really bad. Uh, cartoon it's like nobody would yeah it's just bad it's just not well done a hundred percent that animation drags way too long goes on way too long the song's awful and should have brought Lindsay buckingham back for the oh uh, motherfucker it's right in here (laughs) it's right here i would i would go with kenny loggins too (laughs) kind of caddyshack stuff you know oh you're talking out of our alley yeah anyways um then the, the first scene that, you know from the movie really they're driving to go get a christmas tree in some place that it looks like montana there's no mountains outside of chicago right where they <laughs> supposedly live so all of a sudden they're in montana in the mountains and the first thing clark does is somebody well somebody gets up on his ass and he gets all pissed off because he's going slow and then when the car goes around him he speeds up and won't let the guy pass dick move that's the first thing he does that's like i think that should be i mean punishable life in prison for people that do that that speed up when you when you're trying to get somewhere and go around them and they just get in front of you and slow you down life in prison for those motherfuckers really especially in a ford tourist station wagon they're not to be taken seriously ram them off the road spy hunter style that's what i say there you go (laughs) Uh, so i mean you know you're how about I mean, immediately they're they're establishing Clark is a prick. He's just a <laughs> dick that nobody's gonna like. Puts his family <laughs> in danger, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know the the I think the premise is he's just kind of this lovable schlub who keeps you know putting himself unknowingly in situations that result in disaster. But no, he's a dick. He's a dick <laughs> knowingly fucking with these kind of redneck looking guys in this pickup truck what do you think's going to happen um you know the, the whole scene and then the, the whole scene just kind of seems you know once it gets moves beyond what a dicky is right. it's really unbelievable that all of a sudden he ends up underneath the logs and a logging truck between the front and back wheels like like accidentally you know like you would have just been destroyed that's not gonna it's not gonna work you have to be a stunt driver to do that right um, <laughs> You know, and then they crash the car and they just, okay, let's continue on with what we were doing. Let's go find this Christmas tree in the in the middle of the woods. There's trees everywhere, but they're walking around in this open field until all of a sudden the light from heaven shines on the one perfect tree. Right. Right. But of course, Clark doesn't bring a saw. So then they cut to the next scene and it's, they dug it out somehow with their teeth in their hands, right? They tug the tree out. Motherfucker! Frozen snow. Oh! Also, it's a 40 foot long tree, right? It's a four story tree that they're going to put in their living room. Um, but yeah, they just t- tore it out by the roots. Uh, makes no sense. Should I keep going? Where do you want me to go? No, 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 no. You do you as long as you want to keep going as yeah. long as whenever you're done. Keep going. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh then uh so 
Then you meet the neighbors, which is Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Nicholas Guest, who is Christopher Guest, Nigel Tufnell's brother. And they're like the yuppie couple next door who stylishly, they look just kind of like douchebags, right? Right. You know, just yuppie douchebags. But I think they're more likable than Clark, and they're not really fucking with Clark the way Clark is fucking with them. Um, you, you know, chopping up the trees, t- threatening to to sodomize Julia Louis Dreyfus with the tree. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's a, Clark's a dick. He's just not a likable guy at all. Um, he sticks his Rottweiler on her. Uh, uh, yeah. Does he say? Uh, how about the no, squirrel? The, the squirrel, yeah. but the. The dog chases the squirrel out the front door. That's right. Yeah, when she comes to the door, yeah. So you can reach out on Twitter. Kevin Goatee is at capital K-E-V-I-N, capital G-O-O-T-E-E. Uh, also on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Noodles from the Offspring can be reached apparently at all lowercase the G-Nudes. That is T-H-E-G-N-U-D-Z. And then Offspring apparently is at all lowercase O-F-F-S-P-R-I-N-G. The show can be reached at GTSC Podcast. That is all caps GTSC and then all lowercase P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Terry Loda can be reached on Twitter at all lowercase S-R-F-R Punk. That is S-R-F-R-P-U-N-K. And Kevin Israel can be reached at all lowercase K-E-V-I-N-I-S-R-A-E-L underscore N-J. And apparently the show's main website is www.kevinguti.com. That is Kevin G-O-O-T-E. Friends, it's no secret that at Henderson's Pants, we don't like to see anyone go without a snappy pair of trousers. From working stiffs on the factory floor to high-powered honchos in their penthouse offices, Henderson's has been cradling their buttocks every step of the way. But what about the fop, the dandy, that urbane gent about town preoccupied with little else than his manners and his clothing? It doesn't matter that a feat snobbery went out well over 50 years ago. When the fops went out the door, Henderson's pants went with them, and we've stayed with them too. You generally won't find Henderson's fancy pants for fops on a casual shopping spree, but if you're a pretentious popinjay, just give your local Henderson's pants salesperson that snide smirk. You've got down to a science, and you'll be shown into our private fitting area in no time flat. You'll be seated comfortably with a brandy in hand and a snoot full of snuff, watching a parade of the latest fancy pants parade right by you. With any luck at all, you'll favor us with a fitting, and although we never dare hope to be so lucky, you might even leave the premises with a fresh pair, <laughs> dare we say two, of Henderson's fancy pants for fops under your arm. Originally designed for for syphilitic poets, renaissance painters, and Bo Brummel. We'd ask you to tell your friends, but we know that you don't actually have any. Fancy pants for fops from Henderson's, makers of fine trousers and pantaloons since 1491. Now back to Succotash. Uh, thank you, Bill Haywatt. And, and th- yes, thank, thank, thank you, Bill Haywatt. Thank you. And thank you, Mark Hershon, for creating the show. Finally, Chattabix. From Big Oval Plate. This was recommended to me by none other than Davian Dent of Strange Times Podcast, longtime friends of Succotash and frequently clipped. Its show description says Comedians David and Joe chat drivel and nonsense, a shambolic breakfast show with special guests and regular contributors. Clip I've chosen is from the episode from September 12th, 2022, which featured guest Doug Stanhope. The episode description says 
We're joined by the brilliant Doug Stanhope, and it was bloody lovely. We chatted about Doug's naked body, listened to him piss, and then text some people. Do you get nervous, Doug, like Sunday coming out, where you're just like, not bothered, just walk on stage? Um, well, no, nervous, uh, not, I wouldn't say nervous, but I worry about, hey, will this bit translate over here? Uh, but my fucking fans are so great that... <laughs> I'll figure out uh, as I go. I'll figure out. Okay, yes, no, that reference definitely doesn't work, and yeah, and I'll fix it, and then I'll fix it again the next night. And by the time it's perfect, I'll be going back to the states, and I have to throw it all away and start over. Doug, I used to do a character act. If you walked into the club and I was doing my act, do you think I was a prick or? Okay, are you saying if if what you're doing right now was a character? No, if, no, if, if you'd come into a club and I was doing what I was doing with well, a pink wig Well, you have to explain on, what you oh, do. I can't be bothered. It was... I'm just thinking about what I used to do. I just can't go on stage again and do it. You're basically going, you, do you want satisfaction that it is you are embarrassing and you shouldn't do it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can you tell yes. David to not ever do it? That's what he wants to be told. I think. No, he's telling himself. You yeah. Follow yeah. your heart, son. Yeah. No, you're but right. You're it's been right. Four or five solid years of this, though. <laughs> I'm do I'm doing it again, but I can't do I can't do like I've I've have to do like the five minutes here and there to try stuff because I lose confidence and I go fuck. What about if you're dying ten minutes in? That's the thing that I've got in my head is go. If you do your show, you got to do it. How long do you do? Uh, uh, depends between an hour and fifteen or an hour forty five. Do you? You're not, no, never going to really die in front of your audience, though, are you? Right. Exactly. Yeah. You're never going to die, Joe. Even the, the bits that fail, they'll find funny. Okay, I need that written down as a guarantee. I think. Well, they're not just going to go. Oh, don't know this. What's going on? <laughs> I think because I've never done it, like, I used to do it years ago when I didn't have any profiles, so die, you die a lot, don't you? You know when no one knows who the hell you are? Yeah. You just die, and that's all I know of clubs. You know, doing stand-up, you go, no, not for me. So I've got that in my head, that memory of going. Now, what, 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 when you, uh, when you, there's dying over here where they're just dead silent, and sometimes it feels like that, when you're actually killing because they're just very polite and you get the flop sweats and you're like, I, I, and then you say good night and then you get a standing ovation. Yeah. <laughs> As they are. And every single time I come here, I remember I have to adjust to that. Ooh. And I, I, yeah, they're, they're a lot more polite, but then you have late and live at Edinburgh kind of dying where they're just shouting, you fucking God, you fucking God. Yeah. yeah, lovely evening. Isn't it? Yeah, it's a nice night out there. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd rather yeah. them vocalise it. Yeah. yeah, at least there's something going on. Yeah. Have you been bowled off? I've been bowled off. Uh, late and live, yeah. The first no, time I did Edinburgh. The festival, yeah. Wait, so like booed off? No, throwing bottles. Oh no no! Uh, yeah. I, yeah, they did. The, they they were uh, pelting me at uh, the uh, either Reading or Leeds. That's where it happened at Reading. Oh fuck! Yeah, but they were like they were empty plastic bottles, yeah, water bottles. bottles, and then I, I I mocked them for throwing fucking 
empty plastic bottles. And then right as I was about to close, anyway, someone hit me with an apple core. Hit me directly in the chest. And uh, so I just picked up the apple core and ate it whole and then waved. (laughs) Someone from the back of the tent shouted at me, fuck off. And I went, yeah, you want some? Come on then, mate. He went, all right then. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> All my provider. And my, my son at the time was seven. He was just watching me. <laughs> Don't yeah. just sit there, son. Fight him. Save daddy. <laughs> Flip it now. Stop the man hitting daddy. I had someone try and swing a punch at me as I left up the creek once. Really? really? Yeah. I was walking off and they sort of just swung a punch. <laughs> No. I'd ask my manager, someone uh, did come on stage, uh, I think it was Manchester. Did they have a comedy store in Manchester? Yeah, yeah. Still yeah. There. yeah, okay, yeah, I think it was there, whereas it was probably 2006 or seven because I had this bit about pedophiles on MySpace, and he just heard pedo and thought I was defending pedophiles. <laughs> yeah. Came up on stage, but got drug away before he could get to me. I got slapped in the face by a woman on stage. <laughs> yeah, so I, I was trying to. I was trying to put a mask, a latex mask, on her head. <laughs> so, and I sort of go, yeah, deserve. but I was in character, so I was. I didn't know what to. <laughs> I sort of missed that about the open spot because I saw some really loony things because there's people with absolutely no understanding of anything complete like on stage with a mic and there was a guy sort of middle-aged guy on the you know like really shit gigs and uh, it was like five minutes in and he said something I can't remember it was but it was quite offensive and a guy got up and pinned him against the wall by his neck so had him up like that and they sort of Eventually, the guy got off, sort of whispered something here, and then got off. And then the guy sort of did another sort of four minutes, which was quite weird. And then he got, <laughs> got... <laughs> but just like didn't reference that someone had just pinned him to the back wall. So it's like like that, and then went. So my wife, um, my, my wife, uh, a dental receptionist or whatever, and uh, as he tried to get his voice back, and then he c- came off, and I went, "Oh, you're right, mate." And he genuinely said to me, "I feel like I lost him in the middle." <laughs> so someone pins you up against the wall, you fucking lunatic. You can find the show on Twitter at Chatterbix One. That is all lowercase C H A T A B I X and the numeral one. David Earl does not appear to be on Twitter. Joe Wilkinson can be reached at Gillingham Joe, which is all lowercase G-I-L-L-I-N-G-H-A-M-J-O-E. And Doug Stanhope can be reached at Doug Stanhope, capital D-O-U-G, capital S-T-A-N-H-O-P-E. I do not know if they have a main website, but you can find their Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash chatabix, C-H-A-T-A-B-I-X. Wow, seems like only a few minutes ago I was writing the intro to the show, and now this bit at the end needs writing as well. Isn't that the way of things? I do hope you found something enjoyable in the program tonight. I say tonight for a couple of reasons. One is that it is actually night when I'm recording this part, and the other is because, more often than not, I used to say that regardless of what time of day it was when I recorded. And now, I still do. 
I appreciate your taking some of your time out to listen to what I selected for you. If you are now inspired to learn more about the entertainments you were just exposed to, you are free to do that. Maybe you'll come back to listen to the next show, which would be 324, and will most likely be hosted by Mark Kershaw. Maybe you've already listened to 324, because it is far enough in the future that you are listening to the episodes backwards, or just generally out of sequence for whatever reason you choose. Maybe you are an electric audio archivist, far into the future, when myself and everyone else I know or knew of are long dead, and you are navigating the audio virtually with AI-generated art to represent us soundcaster ghosts visually in some way. In any of those scenarios, I do hope you have the opportunity to share us with others. We'd really appreciate it. Maybe, in your present, I still have the webpage www.tysonsainer.com, which you could visit to check out links to another soundcast I co-host with Hunter Block called Antisocial Show. There are also links to my YouTube channel, which mostly features videos of myself playing video games. At this point in history, it is September of 2022, so I've just recently published an episode where I play Slime Rancher 2 and give my first impressions of it. And finally, maybe when you are checking those things out, you will remember that you listened to this show at some point and discovered a soundcast. You will listen to every episode that you possibly can of it. Sometimes it works that way. Thank you for listening. Be decent to each other. And please remember to pass the succotash. You've been listening to Suckatash, the comedy soundcast, soundcast, with your host, Tyson Saner. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants and... Imagine your company's name right here. Rate us and review us at Apple and Google Podcasts. Find us on the web at SuckatashShow.com. On Stitcher. On iHeartRadio. On YouTube. On SoundCloud. And wherever fine soundcasts are streamed and or downloaded. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Suckatash Show. Like us on Facebook. Email us at T-Y-S-O-N at SuckatashShow.com. Or call into the Suckatash Skype line at our toll call number 818-921-7212. You can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcasts directly to us using our direct upload link at Hightail.com slash you slash Suckatash. Suckatash is produced and engineered by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, the home of the hit. Our hosts are Mark Hershon and Tyson Saner. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is Kenny Durges. Suckatash is executive produced by Mark Hershon. Until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please pass the Suckatash goodbye. This has been a Succotash Patch production.